are tuned in to The T-Side, a podcast where we talk total health, life lessons, and music. I'm your host, licensed therapist, doula, and music enthusiast, Tanya D. Now let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of the T-Side Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya D. If you are joining for the first time, thank you so much. I hope you enjoy the episode. And if you are returning, welcome back. Today is the first episode of season three, which is also the one-year anniversary of the T-Side Podcast. I actually have a couple of guests on with me today. One of them has been on before way back at the very beginning, my friend Mayette, when I talked about friends, how many of us have them. So welcome back, Mayette. Thanks, Tanya. Glad to be back. Yes, I appreciate you. So I was the first one on the show and the first one on the anniversary, so I feel special. Oh, you are special. (laughs) And today I also have Lanice, this is her first time joining, but if you listen to my bonus episode where I talked about the time that I met Michael Jackson, it was Lanice who was in the picture and that was with me when we were running through the hotel. So welcome, Lanice. (laughs) Yay, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I did listen to the bonus episode and it was just so emotional. I was reliving it all and laughing because, yeah, I, I forgot we didn't have phones and we were running to the pay phone to call everybody and tell them that we saw Michael Jackson and no one was quite as excited as we were. It was just, it was fun reliving that memory. Yeah. Y'all didn't have pay, y'all didn't have cell phones back then? I, we did, I guess. Well, I know I had a cell phone, but I don't know what the deal was, why we didn't They weren't with us. The cell phones weren't regular. I think we were still doing like Flip call phone. me before seven yeah. or call me after seven, <laughs> you know, call me after seven. Yeah. And it was cost a billion dollars to call somebody mm-hmm. out of state. Something and it like didn't that. have the phones didn't have cameras back then. Right. So wow. we had to have a camera with us. And so that was mm-hmm. funny because we ended up running back up to the room. I think you could make free calls in the room. I remember Lindy's called her husband. Well, boyfriend at the time, he was like, no, you didn't. We were like, no, for real. We really, really, really did. Right. (laughs) But yeah, nobody was excited as we were. But yeah, but that was fun. Today, I want to do just a brief talk about my one year of podcasting. It's definitely been a heck of a journey, I tell you. In a year of personal (laughs) growth, I will say that for sure. Um. Because again, I didn't want to do it by myself, but my brother was like, well, why not do it anyway? And so that's just kind of the mantra I've taken on, just do it anyway. So here I am, I've made it through the infant stage. And I would say, I guess I'm more so at a toddler stage. So still wobbly, but we'll see how it goes. (laughs) I have learned a lot. I will say that. But next week, I'll talk a little bit more about the upcoming season. But today, I want to hop right into today's topic, and that is Paisley Park. 
Yay! <laughs> I'm excited about it. Yeah. So <laughs> let's go on and relive this. Yeah. So uh-huh. Paisley Park was what where I said I was going at the end of my season two recap. And I want to give a shout out to Angela Dixon because she was the one who won the shirt that I gave away in, in the season two recap. But Paisley Park was something I've always wanted to do. I've been wanting to go there, well, ever since Prince passed away. But I'll let Lanice talk about first the birthday club and how this group of girls got to go on this particular trip. Okay, so uh, I don't know, but three years ago, maybe it was before COVID, a year or two before COVID. Probably two. And I think it was like two years before COVID. Um, we were talking about a birthday club that somebody had, I think, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you didn't get the people there, but you give them gifts. And it was it was a big thing, but it was a lot of people. And we kind of toyed with the idea of, well, should we join something like that? Or And it was like, no, nah, let's do it ourselves. And so then I mm-hmm. kind of said, well, let's let's see how this works if we all um do a birthday club for each other where we're all in one club and when it's your birthday we take you out wherever you want to go you give us a list and tell us what it is you want and you know your top fives and your top fours and we'll try to get that for you and we go wherever you want to go and we pay for your meal and I think was this maybe Sajerisa's was first yeah she was first it was so much fun and we decided we were going to keep doing it and we did it all the way up until COVID. And then um, we were actually planning planning to do Sajerises in March. And that's when COVID hit. And so we postponed it, we thought. Um, but it ended up being a more permanent postponement. But we came back from that. And I thought, why can't we just leave gifts on each other's doorsteps and surprise you the week of your birth? <laughs> and um, Sajerises has been the only one so far to experience because Mayette decided she wanted to do this big thing and so we all decided to go and celebrate my birthday I have to interject here I didn't ask for the big thing but what happened is I sent the message out saying for my birthday dinner I think we should go to like the Minneapolis airport and eat somewhere in there so <laughs> that was and I my- think I was like the first one like let's go <laughs> that was my way of getting us there so, you know, yeah. I was like, okay, for birthday dinner, if we, if we travel to Minneapolis, then um, they had a, a um, like a, a Prince store inside of the airport. So if we just flew there, have lunch or dinner there, and then go to the, the Prince store and then come back, then right. we'd be okay. So that was my sneaky way of getting us there. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. It worked. It worked. I'm glad it did. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it blew up mm-hmm. because we left the airport and we was all over the place, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, because I always told Mayette that whenever I got my life together, I was going to take her to Paisley Park because she's one of the hugest Prince fans that I know. So basically, she would appreciate going to Paisley Park too. So I was like, you know what? Let me check out the price of the tickets. I can go ahead and pay for your ticket to Paisley Park. Right. So then she put it out to the group and... Lanice is always down for a trip, just like the Vegas trip. I was like, I'm going. She was like, I'm going too. <laughs> so right. That's kind of how we ended up going. And we had to hop on it pretty quick. Oh right? my gosh. Because we Quick. Had, 
we were seeing that there were um, Paisley Park tickets were selling pretty fast. We thought we didn't realize it was going to sell that fast during COVID, but they were yeah. like selling like crazy. And we didn't want to miss the opportunity to go, especially did we buy the flight? Did we get the flight first or did we get the we got Paisley Park? Everything was going fast oh, because even like the airline tickets were like crazy, a crazy price. It was like, oh, we got to get these tickets right mm-hmm. now. Really cheap. And really then cheap. was it a couple of days? Not I don't think it was a couple of days when you were like, Maya, you were like, uh, the prices are changing. <laughs> and so we had to hurry up and jump yeah. on. So, yeah. you know, let me just say about Mayette. When I said, you know what, we can go to Paisley Park. That's all I had to say. She looked up and did all the research. I ain't have time to do all that. She looked, I looked right. up the prices for Paisley Park in the packages. She looked for hotels, the flights, and all of that. So shout out to Mayette for go ahead. Yay, Mayette. Yes. Yay. <laughs> so, yeah. I know what to do to make things happen. It's like if I give everybody the, the information, maybe, you know. <laughs> Uh, everybody will be able to figure out, can I go, can I make this work? But, you know, to Lanisa's point, the tickets were just too cheap for a flight to pass up mm-hmm. and to get there and to come back and to have that experience. And even if we never left the airport, the airport alone had enough <laughs> restaurants and uh, the store in itself to have a good time. Right. But yeah, right. We made a good, we, made, we had a good time with it. Yeah, so I will say my favorite, favorite part of Paisley Park I guess I can't say the Purple Rain Room. I think it was the murals, just all of them in general. But specifically, the one that always comes to my mind is the one in the Purple Rain Room that had like the life-size painting of, I don't even know what it is, the poster where they have the white background in the staircase from When Doves Cry. They were all painted on the wall. I think I almost cried, which... Would have probably been the third time I cried during the tour. But yeah, that was my favorite part because there was another wall that had artists that influenced him and it had the time. It it actually had The Deal and Stevie Wonder, Shaka Khan and all of these artists and they were all painted along the wall. So that was actually one of the really cool things to me to see all the murals that he had painted. Yeah, I like that part too. There were so many great things. Wasn't it two parts to that mural? Like it was people, oh yeah, it was the people that influenced him on one end. And then wasn't it Hamlet in the middle or something like that? And then the end was um, who he worked with. Oh, it was. It was Lenise. Yeah. I thought that was really neat how he did that. Yeah. I'll tell you my favorite part of the whole, of, of all of the Paisley Park tour was the very end as crazy as it sounds, I, as you go through Paisley Park and you see all these different rooms and you start to experience all the things that are there, you think that's your favorite part as you're going through it, but you don't realize that the big surprise- The sound stage, the you end, mean? The sound stage where mm-hmm. you, it, it was, the whole thing was so huge. And when they brought up the Prince concert oh. on the big, on the huge big screen, you really felt like you were up close in front to his concert mm-hmm. uh, with the lights yeah. flashing around. And it was, it was a very nice setting, kind of, you know, dark still in there, but you felt like you were in the room in his sound stage. you, the music, you felt everything. Uh, so I would say that is my absolute favorite part of the tour that I didn't even know was my favorite until I got there. Right. <laughs> even though that was towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, I think mine was, um, first, I have so many favorites. The video room, 
where they took us in with all those mm-hmm. guitars. He had so many guitars. Right. And then his his life history kind of, you know, how the video, I thought the video was really, was really informative. You know, it it didn't take forever. It just kind of got to the point, but it, I really enjoyed the video. And you know, I'm a big biography person anyway. So I liked that part. And then um the room with the shoes. I loved the room with the shoes mm-hmm. because section had a little write-up about where the shoes came from, you know, where he wore them, who made them. And even if he had um, what they called friction marks on them and how they hid the friction marks so he could wear them again somewhere else if he wanted to. And um, that just seeing all those shoes and knowing that wasn't even all of them. But was it 300 pairs? Mm-hmm. But he had so many more. And then it took me a while to actually take that whole room in to realize in the middle of that room where the shoes were in a case, the case was actually a piano. And I didn't even realize that. I just thought, oh, okay, these shoes are in a case in the middle of the room until I backed up and was just taking the whole room in and noticed that there were shoes inside of a piano with a glass top I thought that was that was so neat but then also um the audio room the audio room almost had me in tears because when they put his songs on when he put it on without I guess all the instruments on top and everything and even the demos it felt like he you could feel his spirit it felt like he was there and it just clear and uncut and raw it was just amazing to hear and just to feel be in that same space that he was making that music in. I agree, especially for the shoe collection, Lenise. Um, when the tour guide was talking about how the shoes were custom made to Prince's feet, not just not just like his foot, but the anatomy of his toes. <laughs> right, right, right. So that when he put his foot inside the shoe, it would feel like he was walking just barefoot. That's and because the heels were so tall, they had to do they had to do um, something like that so that those shoes would be comfortable for him. So I thought that whole story about how they custom made his shoes was really neat, and even showed what the wood insert um, and, right. and the whole process of the customization. I I did not know all of that went into designing his shoes. Even the custom made flip flops. I'm like, really? <laughs> I know, really? I know. You can see his toe prints. You could see his toe prints in there. Oh, I wish I could have touched it, but hey. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. But yeah, even just just to see all of those things, he was so um, down to the intricate details of every shoe. He really had input in what he wanted to wear and how he wanted it to be seen with his entire outfit from top to bottom uh, down to the custom shoes. Uh, I didn't realize so much went into um, him trying to get his outfits together for each event. And then what I also liked to in that, in that room, Lenise was how they had the outfit and the shoe next to where he wore it. So yes. if he wore it on the Arsenio Hall show, or if he mm-hmm. wore it on the Grammys, um, this is the shoe he wore and this is how it was designed. So I really mm-hmm. like that. Right. Right. And I guess, I mean, I, I knew that he had all these designer outfits and everything but I didn't quite realize that the shoes and the material of whatever he was wearing matched just (laughs) completely matched whatever the whatever the design was on the outfit Mm -hmm. that's the design on the shoe 
And I guess I just never even really, even like the Raspberry Beret video shoes, really? You got clouds on your shoes. It was just, (laughs) it was just really awesome how he put all of his outfits together like that. Mm -hmm. And like you said, Maya, how he was a really big part in how it came out and how it looked. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you could feel his presence there. Actually, in that room, there was like a life-size picture of him kind of on the door yeah when we walked in there it was like oh okay uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it made it feel like he was watching you in there but it wasn't like creepy but it just was like and oh man a good vibe a good aura yeah mm-hmm. I agree I felt that actually as soon as you come through the door um even just where we were checking in at you just kind of felt a presence it was a good presence so you just kind of felt at ease mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and very comfortable walking through because you felt like it was okay to do so. It, it didn't feel weird. Um, right. And actually, I thought it would. I thought it would be kind of eerie because that's where he lived. That's his house. His bedroom right. is there. I thought it would be kind of right. freaky to be living, you know, touring someplace where uh, Prince died. Uh, but it wasn't. Yeah. It, it really felt, uh, it was very good energy, a very good vibe. And you, you just kind of felt a light presence that was encouraging you to walk through and to see all the things that he had to show. Yeah. Like it was okay. Mm -hmm. He wanted, he wanted everybody. And I'm so glad that he, you know, I I think he would have been okay with it. I mean, I don't know him personally, but I didn't know him, but I felt like he thought it was okay, Mm -hmm. you know, to have people to walk through. Like he had this beautiful place. What would have become of it had it not been, a place where we can tour mm-hmm. you know would they have torn it down would they have made something else into it what would it have been this was i think this was and i know other people disagree but this i think was the perfect um use of it i'm glad i'm thankful that they decided to let you know the fans mm-hmm. enjoy mm-hmm. it and see it um i kind of I don't, I don't know if he does somewhere but I, does michael jackson have anything like that and if he doesn't Need to get on that. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get on that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, he doesn't. Um, I don't know. Of uh, people who really knew him, like the band members, basically say they don't feel like he would have wanted that. But I don't know. I feel like it's a chance for the fans to feel like they know him a little better because. He was always given to charities and he wanted to make things better for the black community and for people worldwide. So to be able to be in that space, in that positive energy, to just kind of see how he operated. That was another thing I found really interesting. He was very into his senses, like the music in the sound room. They said he wanted it like that because he needed to feel the music and you could feel like the speakers vibrating through you but he had a lot of candles and potpourri with the sense so he was very he had very heightened senses and he was really into all of that he was a a very passionate person so I thought that was really cool too one of the other things that I thought too was going through the tour wasn't just like okay I'm I'm just looking at the things that he had or looking at uh, some of his awards or different rooms or the soundstage, but it was also the tour guide telling us personal stories of Mm -hmm. 
what Prince did and, and how he lived there and some of the uh, guests that he would have come over and just some of the personal stories about how he purchased the, how it came to be to, to purchase that um, property. Yeah. Um, so even just those types of stories that really helped you understand who Prince was outside of the musician, I thought was really cool. It was, it was a, the, one of the best parts of the tour itself. Yeah, I thought the, the tour guide was really good. Mm-hmm. He, he was really good and patient. Shout out to Tommy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because he was very patient. Even like with taking the pictures, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were trying to figure out the perfect mm-hmm. pose, you know, and he wasn't like, come on, just stand, mm-hmm. just stand there. He let us get our pose together. And, you know, I, I really liked, he was informative. And you really, felt like, you really felt like you were on your own tour um, and I'm glad about that because there we were not obviously the only tour for that day. So you had multiple tours going on that were spaced out um, in enough time to where once you're leaving a room, you know, a couple minutes later, another group would be coming through. But you always felt like you were on your own tour and weren't, you know, uh, bumping into anybody else. You only saw them coming because they were coming from a different direction. And you saw right. them as you were leaving, but you really felt like this was your own personal tour. Your tour guide was talking to just you. Uh, he never seemed distracted uh, and was always attentive and, and trying to figure out what questions do you have? You know, what, what, what else do you want to know that I haven't said? So I, I appreciated that. Yeah, I was glad that we had a live tour guide instead of putting on the headphones and having, mm-hmm. you know, the, I don't like that. <laughs> I felt like it was so much more personal mm-hmm. with him walking around, talking to us. We could talk to him. It was really much more personal than putting on some headphones and just walking around. It would have felt like a museum right. or something. Mm-hmm. It really didn't feel right. like that. It didn't feel like no, that at all. And that was the thing. The tour guide said, he's just a Prince fan. He was like, so mm-hmm. basically, if you're like me and you're a huge Prince fan, you probably won't really learn anything new. So I'm just going to tell you that up front. Don't get mad because you probably won't because you already know a lot of his history and things like that. But yeah, he was really good. He told a lot of stories. I, I forgot how long he's been doing it, but he did. He was very patient and allowed everybody time. And you could tell he was a Prince fan and he really cared about Prince, but it didn't feel like a museum. And they said some of the rooms were for the most part, intact, basically the way he had them. Some of them they set up for the tour. Like the Purple Rain room was not an actual room. They set that up. Wasn't it like a studio or something, rehearsal room or something like right. that before? Yeah, they before they changed it around to the Purple Rain room. It was something else that they used it for, like a dance practice. Yeah, because they had something. the thing in the middle of the floor. But in the middle of the floor, they had mm-hmm. his motorcycle. And the other favorite thing in that room was the purple leather bound book of the Purple Rain script and the candy machine. That was crazy. I think also uh, just for anyone that's listening, just to talk about the Paisley Park experience from beginning to end, just the tour part. um, I knew it was a tour. Okay, so, you know, you're going on a tour, you know, you're going to go see the house. Fine. Mm -hmm. What I didn't realize is that you check in uh, when you get there and like and they give you this speech about, you know, for COVID precautions, don't touch anything, uh, which I didn't obey the rules. I don't know if <laughs> y'all caught me on that, but every 
room that we went in, I, I took a point to touch the furniture. The tour guy caught me one time and he kind of cut me an eye like, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that. But I'm there. See, I can't take I, you like, nowhere. See corner. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but even, you know, just that speech in the beginning and then you go and you check in and then you have, like Tanya was saying, you got the, the bag that you have to put your phone, your cell phone in because there's no video, no pictures. You can't even use your cell phone the whole time you're there. And I think the tour guy said that was an idea he got from Dave, Dave Chappelle, Chappelle. Those little bags. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so even that and the touring, you're going to each room and then you're, the tour guide is talking about what happened in each room and how that room came about. Um, and the picture, you get pictures and the, uh, a flash drive of those photos. So it's a, it was a three hour tour and you think, oh my goodness, three hours is a And that was the time, ultimate package that we got because yeah, they have the like three different one. levels, but we figured if we go in, we might as well mm-hmm. do the full experience. And included the shoe collection and the, um, you know, the end where we got to kind of chill in the VIP and sit area on the purple couch. Purple yes. Uh huh. That was lovely because you're like, this is the area where he entertained his guests. This is where his guests sat, and um, to watch him on that sound stage to perform. This is where they sat, and uh, you know, we were treated with refreshments at the end. So. The tour is more than just walking room to room. There's actually, there's activity. Um, there's the tour guys talking about personal experiences and, and personal stories of Prince mm-hmm. uh, down to the end where you're being offered his his favorite cheesecake. Which was delicious. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was really good. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought it was really cool because, you know, he was talking about the rainbow children and all that and the artist is from St. Louis and I can never say his name right Kababi thank you yeah I was like oh that's so cool Bobby Bayak B-A-Y-O-C yeah so I was like oh look and there was letters that he wrote and I stood there and read the letter and I don't remember what it said now because (laughs) it was really overwhelming but like his handwriting I was like oh wow what do you think about that room that still had? They left some of the rooms just as Prince left them. And he still had, uh, it was like his office and he still had receipts on the desk with his family members uh, in picture frames around. You know what? That's the first time that I cried. I walked in and I was mm-hmm. like, <gasps> and so I was, yeah, I was like, oh, I hadn't even looked at anything. I just stepped in the room and I was like, mm-hmm. mm, okay, that's, that's too much. And so collected myself and I looked around and I was like oh wow they really did leave (laughs) some of the stuff the way it was and he had the pictures in the frames and so I asked the tour guide are those pictures his and he was like yeah those are just friends and family wow okay I was like okay I can't go back in that one and the second time I cried is when we were in the was it it wasn't the editing room but where yeah, they were, over and he showed us videos we got to sit down which was great because it was a long tour my back appreciated those sitting moments but it was a live performance of nothing compares to you and I was like why am I crying but then I looked up and the girl and her it was the girl and her mother the girl who had broke her leg and her mom they were bawling like babies so I'm like okay I'm glad I'm not the only one because why am I crying <laughs> like this I don't know. 
because I'm a big crybaby. But that was really neat because he said that's where they would go to critique the shows and listen to how things sound. So that was pretty cool, too. Which was something else I didn't realize was that he has a whole catalog of music and concerts. He has his own personal videographer that videos and records all of his concerts, every last one of them. And then they come back and they look at them to see what what concerts had the best audience reaction, what moves that had the best audience reaction and uh, what songs will the audience participate in more. So I thought that was interesting that he took the time out to have someone record it just for him to come back the next day to watch his own concert. Yeah. So he was very meticulous like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But yeah, overall, I would definitely recommend anybody go to the Paisley Park tour. Even if you're not a huge Prince fan like me, I would say you would still enjoy it. Basically, the ultimate tour is a little a couple of extra things. But even if you just do the basic tour, you will still learn a lot, a lot because you got to see um, his albums up on the wall and you know I don't know I don't think you get to see all of the I forgot about those studios <laughs> but I think he had four studios on the basic tour but you get to see all the stuff along the wall you get right. to see the live doves in the cage up on the no. second floor oh yeah you had to bring that to my attention I didn't even see him at first yeah because I was so focused on the main floor and that's the thing it was a three-hour tour on the main floor <laughs> we did a- nobody can go up the steps even though I was I was trying to figure out a way I was looking at all the exit I'm like okay there's an exit door I wonder if this take you upstairs but I just didn't feel like being arrested yeah so <laughs> I didn't feel like you being arrested neither uh-huh. that was the only part I wish we could have seen more of the living mm-hmm. quarters I think I mean, I understand why not, but the selfish me still wanted to see his bedroom or something. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine some crazy stuff going on if you saw where Prince laid his head at at night. But I would definitely say if though, if kind of to Lenise's point, if I had to have two cons of the whole tour, um, it would definitely be that we weren't able to even see a piece of the living quarters. I feel like we were able to see Prince as the musician and not Prince as the person. Mm -hmm. Um, just because we were only focused on right. the mus- musicianship of Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other con was definitely that it was a three hour tour on your feet. Uh, so just the standing still, uh, it, it t- takes a toll on your legs and your back, just standing still going from room to room. You're not constantly walking. You're just kind of like standing there. So I figured the next time I go, um, I don't know. I might have an injury because I'm going through like the old right. in a wheelchair because I'm not standing three hours. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it didn't even really feel like three it hours. It did not feel like three it hours. Not to me. It, it didn't but feel, it did like, feel it. like my back felt like it. Over an hour. And yeah, and, you're, and your back and your legs really take a toll just standing still on. It wasn't like it was carpet that True. you were walking on. You know what I mean? So those would have to be my only two cons. Uh, and for anyone who is thinking of going, wear comfortable shoes mm-hmm. um, and, and definitely be ready to take it all in because it's a lot to take in with all the stories and all the things that you see. 
from beginning to end. And don't expect to see his private right. living mm-hmm. area. And right. he did say that um, people, he asked, is this your first time? So apparently people go back multiple times and I definitely want to go back because it is a lot to take in. And that is the good thing about yeah. not having to have your phone. You can just take in everything, mm-hmm. but it was just a lot because I honestly forgot that you it said was a good idea. that he mentioned the tour bus until you just said, I'm like, oh yeah, that's because I think I was standing there reading the letter at the time. So yeah, it's a lot to take in. So I would definitely want to go back again. Oh, and I forgot you got to see his cars too. They said he rode a bike through a tunnel. To get to from his house to Paisley Park. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that I would want to go back again, but I, I think it was a good idea for them not to have, not to let us have the phones mm-hmm. just because I would have mm-hmm. been taking pictures <laughs> of everything. And I would have missed a lot of what he was saying, the tour guide was saying, because I would have been taking pictures of everything. And I think it was just, you could focus more. I'm glad I got to keep my phone and walk around with it. But there were times when I went to go grab my phone in my pocket and was like, oh man, I forgot. I can't take pictures. But it was um, it was definitely something that I would do again. It was definitely worth it. And you got your phones back at the end. The phones came back uh, right when we got to the sound stage. Yeah, was it, it was like you end? checked in to the sound stage. Uh-huh. You gave them your bag with the phone and they unlocked it. And it was in like a ink pack. You know, when you go to stores and they have the ink tags on your clothes and they have to put it on the machine yeah. to unlock it. That's what they did with the yeah. phone. Yeah, that was interesting. So you definitely couldn't try to unlock it. It was locked. <laughs> and you had to turn the phone completely off before you put Before it you in. walked in the building, ma'am. Before you walked in the building. Mm-hmm. Fred or whoever the guard was, he wasn't playing. Yeah, the guard wasn't playing. No. <laughs> <laughs> he told us to come line up. People still out. We still was still out there trying to take pictures in front of the purple symbol. It's definitely, I mean, they definitely stick to their times. And I can see why now I didn't realize that they would have multiple touring going on at the same time. So they definitely are uh, stick to the times. If you were supposed to be there for a two o'clock tour, you should probably get there at least 20 minutes early, just because you're going to want to take pictures outside uh, where the sign of the symbol Mm -hmm. is. You're going to want to do that. And when it's time to go, they're not letting anybody else in. When the tour Ooh. starts, you, you're done. He wasn't trying to let so the girl in there. with the, that needed the wheelchair. The wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't playing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then also uh, the, the print store. Towards the end of this, the, uh, no, well, the Paisley Park store, towards the end of the tour, I personally thought it would be bigger. I thought they'd have more options. Mm-hmm. But then I learned the store itself you mean yeah the, the store, store itself you thought it would be bigger yeah i did too i thought they would have more things there and they kept trying to push you towards the website yeah which i was kind of like i don't want to go be, to the I website i want to exactly. get it here what i learned from the, the airport had good the, stuff too um the the cashier that worked there was that the store is primarily paisley park so you would get more paisley park uh paraphernalia and and any any type of uh, item like that, but it will have Paisley Park on it versus just Prince. The Prince store in the airport was mostly Prince because mm-hmm. it's Prince items. So your t-shirts would say things like Prince on it. Um, right. Or you have the symbol, but the things in Paisley Park just seemed like it was mostly Paisley Park uh, material. 
So things would have Paisley Park stamped on it instead of Prince. Yeah, like the back of my shirt literally has Paisley Park on the back up at the top mm-hmm. right there. So Oh, I see it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, but they had some interesting items. They had stuff for babies. They had hats and like knit caps. Guitar picks. Yeah, the and I got my friend some guitar picks and she loved them. She says she's going to put them in a shadow box that she's going to make. Um, I got, they had jewelry. I got the love symbol necklace and they have them in silver and gold and books, tumblers, socks. And I got the umbrella. Oh, that tur- me that too. Raindrops rain turn purple when it gets rained. Me on. too. Mm-hmm. Did you? I wanted that. Did you try nope. it yet? I can't wait. At the end of the tour, the guy was telling us how to get to different places in Lake Minnetonka. He said it was somewhere like 10 minutes down the road because you wouldn't necessarily see the whole thing. But that's a quick way just to say you've been to Lake Minnetonka. Well, look, we never found Lake Minnetonka. After an hour, we were all the way somewhere else. <laughs> we found all, all things Minnetonka, but not the lake. <laughs> The Minnetonka right. restaurant, right. the Lake Minnetonka Park, but where is the lake? Because I was interested in figuring out if you could purify yourself for real in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. And it <laughs> just would not let me be great. So it was a. Uh, Maya, I think it might have been best that we didn't find it because you might have tried to I purify had, yourself was, for real. We would have been fishing you out of Lake Minnetonka. You had to have the whole Prince experience you know, and everything. You know it, but. I mean, we we looked around for what at least a, yeah. over an hour driving, and and it just got so dark. Um, it was about the rain you know, too, and it was about the storm too. So we just thought it was best after an hour of driving uh, to try and find a lake that we couldn't find. Uh, even we even stopped and asked. We thought Man. I thought I was starting to think maybe it's made up. <laughs> we even stopped and asked some uh, some some of the locals. You know, is where's this Lake Minnetonka at? And they were like, oh, just go you know this way. 20 more minutes and you'll be there. And it just never happened. So maybe that's the running joke so. there. Maybe it's like when tourists come there, you just tell them, keep going. Keep going. You'll be there in 10 minutes. Oh, you'll be there in 20 minutes. And really, there mm-hmm. is none. The crazy thing was more than one of us pulled it up on GPS and they all gave us different directions. <laughs> so it said it, but I don't know. Right. So yeah, all of our pictures of water was hashtag that's not Lake Minnetonka oh well hilarious but that was it was and oh yeah we could never find blue Caraco either to make the purple rain drink oh that's right oh yeah I forgot about that we went to Walmart we went to liquor stores we went to grocery (laughs) stores like yeah everywhere yeah I do know you do know Prince lived here we supposed to be drinking the purple rain juice and I think Candace had to eventually go down uh, at the hotel to the bar and get some blue Caraco to make her. Yep. <laughs> make her drink. I just drank mine. It wasn't purple. Yeah. Candace, but, um, our resident bartender, she was going to make a purple rain drink, damn it. So, yeah. Yeah. Because it was Mayette's birthday. We had to have a purple rain drink. Yeah, I was trying to do right. Because, and we stayed up past midnight, so it was officially my birthday, but I was not able to drink um, the technical Purple Rain uh, drink. Man, no, I was so mad, but... I, I need a do-over. Okay, let's do it. 
<laughs> we can do that. We can do that. That was a lot. And that was the first day because it was really only a two day trip. But we're not going to talk all day. We've talked long enough. Uh, yeah, oh, but you know we, we could. could. Oh, absolutely. But just any general overall thoughts on the trip? Uh, I just am so glad that I was able to share this experience with you guys. It was even down to the hotel slumber party. Did you realize we didn't even like turn TV on or do anything? We went back at eight and we turned on music and had Prince song requests. And it was just... It was fun, even though it was such a short trip that we packed oh, so sure. much into. You know, it, it was, I'm glad I was able to do it with you ladies. I would have to agree with everything that you said, Lenise. It was probably one of the, if not, no, I think it was the best birthday gift I've ever had. Oh, so, yay. Uh, what a great experience. I would definitely go back and had the best time with the best company, so that's all I have. If you've never been to Paisley Park, certainly it is a must-see. You cannot read about it. You can't watch it on TV. You have to experience it yourself. Yeah, I definitely agree. Mayette is the one who doesn't really do anything. She spends time with her husband, her kids, her family, and that's really it. She doesn't really go far out to do anything. So I was so glad to be able to take her to Paisley Park because like I said she's the biggest Prince fan that I know so I knew she would appreciate the trip definitely thank you definitely I appreciate all of it and the pictures to back it up and I even put my lanyard up on my uh, in my in my uh, home office so everybody will know as soon as they walk in it'll be my conversation piece how did you get that well let me tell you about this time I went to Paisley Park (laughs) that's funny Lenise, before we close out, I will let you plug your business. Okay. So my husband and I own Trio Banquet Center and Rentals. Been in business for about 11 years. We are a venue and an event rental company. We have all of the things you would need for a party or an event. We have tables, tents, chairs, linen, pipe and drape, giant games, like Giant Uno, Giant Jenga. We have um, Giant Connect Four, with Tabletop Connect Four. We have inflatables. We have glam tents, which are basically tents that are more for like anniversaries or something where you just put um, tables and chairs in there for a couple of people just to do like a small anniversary party. Um, We also have concession items. And we have a venue that holds about 80 guests. You can visit our website at www.triobanquetcenter.com. You can place your order there. You can see our inventory and our pricing. You can also talk to someone when you click on the button and ask to speak to someone, a live specialist, that we will respond back. We are located off of 70 and Zumble in St. Charles, Missouri, 2021 Golfway Street, St. Charles, Missouri, 63301. And like I said, you can visit the website or you can call the store, 636-757-3065. And are you on social media? Do you have Instagram, Facebook, anything like that? We have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have 
a TikTok page. We have all of those things. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page, Trio Banquet Center and Rentals on Facebook and all of the links to get to our Twitter and our Instagram and our TikTok are on that page. Okay. And again, thank you ladies for joining me to celebrate my one year anniversary of podcasting. I believe they call it podversary. Happy podversary time. Yay. Yay. Actually today, the day that I'm recording would have been my dad's 75th birthday. So I'm going to close out this episode the way I closed out the very first one. And until next time, in a minute. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Teesside Podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the Teesside Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of the episodes. And be sure to tell a friend about the show.